0: Hello, welcome to a very special episode of Guides to the Unknown. I'm Kristen.
1: I'm William.
0: Mm-hmm. And today we're going to read a few of the ghost stories that you guys, our listeners, have sent us. That's
1: right. This entire episode is going to be fueled. By the horror generated by people <laughs> out right. there in the world,
0: that's right. You nightmare fuelers.
1: Yeah, we've done it before. We've had we've had stories that listeners and viewers have sent into us that we've read on the show. Yep, sprinkled throughout. But we've had a few uh, sort of like longer, crazier stories sent to us recently. Yes. We figured why not give them their own room, give them their own space. So this episode is dedicated entirely to these to, stories.
0: Yeah, it's like personal, long form horror stories. Yeah,
1: real life paranormal yeah. events that have been experienced. Yeah. I'm going to start it off here with a story that was sent to us by Andy Mm -hmm. in a package that also contained delicious chocolate.
0: It was so (laughs) nice. It
1: was it was and not just
0: the chocolate. No, no. Because we talked about on the show how much well (laughs) how much I like Cadbury
1: chocolate. Right. Yeah.
0: And then Andy contacted us and asked if we had a mailing address, and I gave it to him, and he sent us. Cho- like it was just a very thoughtful package because he sent us the chocolate that I was talking about. Yeah, He sent Will um, a little scream figurine that's really awesome that we have kind of it's on our shelf here. It's a ghost face here.
1: Funko toy. Not the Funko Pops. It's yeah. It's just little...
0: Oh, and even though it was a Funko. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm going to grab yeah, it it's really, for people who can see this. It's a really cool... So it kind of looks like a Funko toy. I'm not totally shocked to hear William say that, but it's a smaller version of it. It is a similar style though, but it was neat. I'd never seen that kind of thing before. So that was in the package. And also he sent... Typed out this really really awesome personal paranormal story. Yes. So it was really cool, and I was really genuinely touched by it it because just like thoughtful on every level. It was so. Thank you, Andy. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much, Andy. And so here we go. This is uh, here's Andy setting it up, and then here's a real paranormal event. Yeah. Story written down. I sent you a story you both might enjoy about my parents' encounter with a UFO many years ago. Both of my parents have compiled stories and typed them out over years so that my two brothers and I would have them to look back on and tell our kids.
0: Like, even that is touching to me. Everything in this um, in this package got me, like, a little verklempt.
1: Yeah. I, I absolutely uh, – this yeah. story, I, I, know. Won't, I don't want to yeah, oversell yeah. it or right, you know, set go. it up yeah. too much, so let's uh-huh. just do it. It's storytelling time. Yeah. Uh, Area 51, Nevada. You say Nevada Nevada? I say Nevada. Nevada. Let's 19- call the whole thing
0: off. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> in
1: 1963, when my husband and I got married in Carson City, Nevada, we were headed back to his parents' farm in Nebraska. We were crossing Nevada near the bottom right side of the state that borders Arizona and further down Mexico. My husband and I were out in the middle of the desert after leaving Carson City, somewhere between Hawthorne and Tonopah, Nevada the exact location I don't remember as it was many years ago, and we tried to suppress this experience and not discuss it with anyone. That got me very excited when I was reading. We knew people would laugh, make fun of us, and think we were wackos. This is a very lonely strip of road in the desert with no traffic, and it was getting dusk, which made it near 9 p.m. as it was summer. Lee had just gotten back from 13 months in Trabzon, Turkey, he had bought a white Chevy car about two years old. It had a, white fr- a wide front seat, not the bucket types nowadays. I was laying down on the front seat with my feet in his lap, looking at the shiny stars just coming out more vivid as the night got darker.
0: Way to paint a picture, Andy's mom. Isn't that beautiful? Yes.
1: Can you imagine you're there?
0: Yes, completely. It's so good.
1: Ironically, we were discussing flying saucers, UFOs. I'd been an avid reader and believer in them thanks to the books my sister and mother read. The subject of UFOology. Ufology. Ufology? Is that yeah. really how it's pronounced? Yeah. Was just getting real popular. Ever thinking or dreaming I would ever encounter one was a thought that never entered my mind. As we talked, I saw a star that was so bright and seemed to be getting brighter, I mentioned it to my husband. He glanced out, but since he was driving, he couldn't pick it out from the zillions of stars in the sky. I made a comment about how it was maybe a flying saucer, and we both laughed and continued driving. Before we got much further, the star that I saw was not only getting brighter, but bigger and moving. It was moving towards us, our car, and fast. Before we could say another word, the flying craft was next to us in the sky, hovering over our car. It was as big as a house, silver, with a hissing sound coming from it. It was a dome-slash-disc shape and lit up the area. Lee stopped the car and we got out and looked up at the disc-shaped object over our car. It was high, but seemed like it was within reaching distance. That's not that high. No, not, that's not very high. That sounds like it was like barely clearing the car yeah. then. Yeah. We were flabbergasted, shocked, and just in total denial that we were seeing this flying object. It hovered over the car, but a few seconds. And as fast as it came, it left. Within a twinkling of the eye, it was gone. And back to the height in the sky it was when I first saw it, when I thought it was a star. My husband remembers it, not necessarily hovering over us, but slowly going over us, just passing. The dome part at the top had circular-like windows all the way around, which is sort of a classic UFO image. Mm -hmm. Um, It
0: makes you wonder if sometimes these things are classics for a reason. Yeah, because people saw it. Right.
1: Yeah. It was lit up. Looking back now, it amazes me that we even had the nerve to get out of the car. Maybe that was before the alien abductions you hear about. We got back in the car, shaking, scared, just totally blown away. Lee stepped on the gas, and we blew out of there almost as fast as the UFO. (laughs) As we drove further down the desert, we discussed what we had just witnessed. Did we really see it? Was it an apparition? Was it our imagination because we had been discussing it just minutes prior? All these questions and no answers. When we were young, uh, we were young, but he was in the Air Force. We were educated, so why was it not a real sighting? Lee's knees were probably shaking so much with his foot on the gas pebble. Pebble. (laughs) That's weird. The car was I think it's just funny
0: because it's a cute word.
1: Maybe. (laughs) Gas pebble. Right? Pebble's a cute word. As we drove to the next town, miles away, we talked about reporting the sighting. But to who? The police? (laughs) The sheriff? Who would believe us? They would find out we were on our honeymoon and probably laugh themselves to death. Even the thought of telling someone in the next restaurant we would be stopping at for coffee although we needed something much stronger at this point, was out of the question. We could just see the smirks and giggles and a waitress shaking her head, smiling like, Honey, you two need to talk to a professional when you get to your destination. So we agreed that we just wouldn't mention it to anyone else. We talked about it, we believed it, and we were astounded by it, but we decided to keep it to ourselves, like a honeymoon secret.
0: And now we're sharing their secret with everybody else. I I think with consent.
1: I hope so. Yeah. I, b- I believe so. Yeah. But yeah, this I, I love that story. It is I so do too. sweet.
0: I know. And it's
1: the sort of story that, uh, so you know, like I'm obviously I'm a fan of horror and I've read mm-hmm. plenty of people's encounters uh, with the supernatural and yep. things like that. And a lot of the time I end up just kind of going like, nah, I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, these stories, maybe mm-hmm. it's got something to do with the fact that uh, we kind of know these people in right. a weird way by talking to them. I don't know if that changes it, but it's like that story is very sweet, mm-hmm. and it, the fact that they never wanted to tell anybody.
0: Yeah, and that there there was a part that uh, Will didn't say, because it was just like kind of a little personal and sort of a little aside, but it was so sweet in what she wrote. She said something like, I haven't really told people this that much, but since my son wanted me to write yeah. it down, I did like... It's just so nice it is
1: it is really nice. and that yeah. also and it's feels, such a nice
0: thing to have
1: yeah like i think that we've both done the thing with our parents where we're like yeah. "Hey, can you just like tell these stories like write them down mm-hmm. or something because like mm-hmm. yeah get them recorded
0: yeah we have um, both of them
1: so i totally like, yeah. i totally even get that like it all oh feels yeah so sweet yeah and, i mean i mean that they also just saw UFO. Well, it's like, also a su- it's also
0: like this. a sweet story, as in like cool, sweet. Yeah, but like, exactly. yeah, I just I love that. I love altogether. that one. That, it's I know. Like
1: such a nice story. Anyway, it's thank like you again. It's like very feel Andy. good.
0: Yeah, thank you so much.
1: Yeah, and thanks to your parents for.
0: <laughs> yes, and there's we're not going to show it obviously yeah, uh, a- or anything, but there's a picture of them with um kind of like a a fake UFO probably at a fair or something like that. that it's just like probably,
1: so <laughs> I think it's definitely a real UFO. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it's also cute. It's just like it's. Maybe there are like, things
0: like that in Nevada, just for the around. Two of them, I don't it's know. like
1: a gag. Yeah. To be like, oh it's my like gosh, this, we have to take a picture in front this of this This weird
0: inside joke. I love it's it. It's just so sweet. I
1: love everything about it. I do too. Yeah.
0: Um. So the one that I'm gonna read now is one from our listener Kaylee, who's really awesome. We interact with her a lot in our Facebook group, um, and I kind of edited the uh, the story down because it was really long. So I tried to kind of just boil it down to its base elements. So Kaylee, don't be surprised that I've chopped and diced it. So I hope that you yeah, don't exactly. mind. Yeah, exactly. If
1: we skip anything in these stories, it's not because they weren't good or anything like no,
0: that. No, I read the whole thing and We just want to make sure that we're it. able
1: to read them without stumbling over ourselves. Yeah, because
0: part yeah. of what is... Well, okay. So part of what's sweet about getting these from you guys is that they're written in your own voice. So that's part of, I think that's part of what makes it seem yeah. more credible because it feels like somebody, they're you real. know, just telling them to yeah. you. But because of that, it could be a little clunky for me or William to potentially read them because we don't have your own voice. You know how yeah. you write in a certain style or whatever. So I tried to just kind of make it a little bit um, easier for me to, to read. Yeah. Basically. No matter what, we just want yeah. to get
1: the story out there. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's a cool story. Yeah.
0: Okay. So the This happened um, when, and she may still be living there, but um, she was living in Huntsville, Texas, um, and she was going to college there. And she lived in a dorm dorm room with some other people. It was one of those dorms where it's like a suite kind of thing. Okay, So they didn't all live in like the same room. It was kind of spread out a little bit. Um, And she also had explained that the way that it was laid out, the wall of her dorm room, there was nothing on the other side of it because there was a stairwell on the other side of it, but not directly, like even when people were walking, they weren't walking on the other side of her wall. It was just like, it's hard to explain, but basically there was nothing on the other side of her wall at all, All essentially. And like no way that there could be. That's why it was important to explain the stairwell, but um, yeah, it's just like a way to abbreviate
1: it. Gotcha, 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 gotcha.
0: Okay, so Kaylee said, in my dorm room, there were tappings on the walls, but that wasn't the end of it. Eventually, we got used to the tapping and occasional loud knock, deciding not to entertain it. Then it started being able to physically move stuff in our dorm room. Really subtle stuff at first that we both brushed off, thinking it was the other person doing it, like the blinds on our windows would be open when when I got back from class, even though we almost always kept them closed, or the chairs would be pulled away from the desks like someone had been sitting there, even though the only time we used those chairs was when we had guests over. We only realized it wasn't each other when we had cleaned up and decorated for a birthday party we were hosting, and we got back from the store together, and the decorations were all over the floor. At first, we thought that maybe everything had fallen because we had used those command strips instead of push pins, But then we noticed both of the closet doors were open. They'd definitely been closed because that's where we shoved everything when we were hiding. Uh, shoved everything we were hiding, haha, for the party. Our blinds were open and the windows themselves were open. That definitely freaked us out. This continued all year, so we eventually just started leaving the blinds up and the doors opened and didn't give it much room to play around with us. So that's funny that it specifically <laughs> liked the doors open and the blinds open. Like It wasn't going to mess with other stuff, so you could be like, all right, I'm just going to open them for you
1: then. Yeah, exactly. Like The ghost doesn't need to go through the hassle of it. Yeah, I'll just do it. Fine. Gonna, <laughs> I know. I wonder if the ghost is a little bit like it's like— you know, I like doing that. You're like, would you lower the toilet seat? Yeah. And then when you finally do it, it's just like, well, there's nothing to complain about it now. It's already down. I guess it's done. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. <laughs>
0: Um by the end of our year in the dorm, it had just started being able to mess with our electronics, but that didn't escalate very far because I moved out about two weeks later. Good things. Having your electronics that gets expensive. Yeah. That's not uh, just flipping does. the blinds back down. <laughs> um There are a few in-town immediate attractions, like Sam Houston's grave and the cemetery it's in. Sam's grave itself is super cool and pretty and not spooky at all, but the graveyard that it's in has this statue that people have fondly nicknamed Black Jesus because at night, apparently the statue turns black and his hands turn from facing up in in the traditional offering style to upside down, palms toward the ground. Awesome. Some people think this is a reference to either the dead or hell, seeing as how it's the opposite of the giving nature that the hands are usually in
1: yeah it's almost going from like receiving right to keeping down yeah <laughs> highly down highly sweet awesome
0: Then there's the most haunted place in Huntsville that literally everyone knows about. It's fondly referred to as Demon's Road, but its actual name is Bowdoin Road. It's a dirt road off of Possum Walk Loop. So country hick. I know, I know. (laughs) Possum Walk (laughs) Loop. I know that's so good. Possum Walk Loop. Yeah. Um, That is very long and is is, uh, scarcely populated. Though in my five years of visiting that road, a few houses have popped up. This road is considered haunted for just an insane amount of reasons. Guess, and I'm sure you're right. The KKK used to hold meetings out there. Some kids were murdered by a cult that would lure them in with an ice cream truck that you can, par- that you can apparently still see at night sometimes. Ooh. A bus <laughs> full of kids wrecked out there and everyone died. And, the, the, and there's this spooky cemetery out there called Martha Chapel Cemetery. Been there once and noped out super fast. There are a few things that apparently happened to you out there. One, if you stop, apparently little kid hands or massive handprints will appear on your car. Two, time will loop itself and it'll take you twice as long to get through the road than it usually does. Three, you'll see spooky ass people or ghosts walking around that look out of place. Like a five-year-old walking in a school uniform um, at 1 a.m. Or four, something follows you home. Knowing all of this crazy stuff, I basically made this place my home. <laughs> we we had stopped on the road one of the nights when we were driving, and when I got back, there were definitely handprints on the back of my car that hadn't been there when we left, and they were massive. My group had two guys in it, and they both compared their hand to the handprint, and their hands were tiny in comparison. So that freaked me out, and I immediately got my car washed.
1: I bet they were like, oh, man, our hands are tiny.
0: <laughs> I know. Oh, man, I got this tiny ghost, hands. This guy really took me down a notch and emasculated me. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and she said, and with that, I'm going to end this. There's a lot more, and I'm sure things will pop up that I remember, so
1: I'm sure I will submit again soon. This is like, first of all, that was awesome. Thank yes. You, yes, thank you, Kaylee. Uh, but that's like, like we live in a, a small town. Mm-hmm. I've never heard any rumors about the town to this extent. You know what I mean? Like, no. Where no. where do these stories well, come from?
0: William, do you remember? So the, when I was reading about the Demon's Road thing, I was like, Oh my god. Like is this just a thing a lot of different places? Do you remember the stories about Zombie Road in St. Louis?
1: Absolutely not. What the hell is that? It's
0: like the same kind of thing. Really? So and I remember it. So there was this road called Zombie Road where um it, and I went there one time where it was this super narrow kind of dirt road in the middle of just woods and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um and it was so it was only a one a one lane road. So like if you drove into it, you couldn't turn back out because there was brush on either side. You would have to go all the way to the end where there then was some space because there was like an old mill there. Oh. So you could go all the way to the end to turn around if you wanted to leave. Otherwise, if you had gone down the road and you wanted to leave, you had to back out. There was like no way you could even K turn out basically. Crazy. So I don't remember the rumors about what had happened at the mill, but something sinister, yeah, you know, yeah, somebody yeah. died or whatever sure. and kind of similar deal. Like people said that, um, um, there were Satan worshippers at Zombie Road. There was a um, a big boulder at Zombie Road that had um, a pentagram,
1: oh really, like, spray painted on this it. This doesn't ring a bell at all.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh,
1: well, you were you were by the I time was that we moved, you were sixteen.
0: Yep. We're- so I lived there from when I well, we lived there from when I was thirteen to sixteen, yeah. and
1: you were ten to thirteen. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so maybe the older kids were talking a lot about you know driving and stuff like that yeah yeah yeah. i
0: went with friends yeah um and yeah like it was it was like a very similar deal like i don't remember um the stories attached to it but same thing where it's like you know a million things have happened here A kid was murdered and you know whatever
1: yeah Yeah. i I guess i wonder if
0: that's in a lot of a lot of cities or towns because it's like a direct variation of this yeah. it's like almost exactly the same thing
1: i would think so although like i feel like that's the sort of thing that kids talk about mm-hmm. right like here's our town here are the things that are scary yeah about the town you don't get that from adults <laughs> so like we moved to the town that we live chris and i it's live true. in the same town um the town we live in. I never hear from people in town about, you know, like scary urban legend stuff. Yeah,
0: it's a good point. And
1: unfortunately, I think it's because we're in our thirties. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Perhaps. How, how great would it be? Well, maybe
0: we should be kicking up this sort of talk.
1: I know, yeah. Well
0: also I have to say, it's not like we really hang out with like other townspeople. You know what I yeah, mean? Like true. We, we just kinda hang out at home. So I mean, uh, maybe they're talking about that stuff like at the one bar in town. Maybe
1: adults should be talking about these things.
0: Well, We're doing I mean, right some thing. of them are. We're doing the right
1: thing by talking about this show. <laughs> yes. You know? Yes. Like, I feel like this sort of like sense of like the, the shadow in the, uh-huh. you know, the shadow between houses is scary. It's good to have that feeling. I yeah. Think. It's important.
0: I do too. I um, love it.
1: So I'm going to, uh, as people listen to this, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Or, no, I I will be back. I was thinking about this. I will be back. Uh, Allie and I are taking sort of a weird trip. Mm -hmm. She has a a business trip to go on. I'm sort of tagging along, but uh, we're bringing the dog because I didn't want to leave her behind. So, Mm -hmm. we're going to be driving halfway across the country. Yeah. As part of this trip, I have not been back to uh, St. Louis since we lived there. And I've got a lot of hang ups about houses we used to live in. We moved a couple times when we were younger. Uh, And so, I got Allie to agree that we'll go like drive through our old neighborhood i was zombie road supposed to be somewhat in that area yeah yeah maybe i should try to see if i can figure out where it is think go drive down zombie road
0: i think you should um i think that i have googled it i actually hadn't thought about it in a long time and i don't think i've come up with anything but there must there must be i want to check that out Yeah, yeah, yeah if
1: i can possibly find it i'd like to see it oh totally but like yeah. I don't remember anything. I remember thinking about, about it.
0: knives hanging from trees on Zombie Road? Really? Yeah. Oh,
1: that's super cool.
0: Yeah, no, it was like it was really cool.
1: Also, in Kaylee's story, yeah. think of it, you were talking about like uh, there were the knockings on the wall and she would find stuff on the floor. Mm-hmm. You recently had that happen. <laughs> I don't know if you want to talk about it. If you don't then <laughs> No, I can't. All right.
0: <laughs> okay, so I have, oh boy. You know, it kind of ties into the thing with Andy. I'm getting getting ready. Okay. So I have a shelf on my bookshelf that's like kind of like an altar shelf, I would say. Um, So it has items that have meaning to me. And on that shelf um, is, I mean, this is a crazy story in itself. So I have a picture of my husband Ryan and I at Will and Allie's wedding. I'm gonna bring it down for a second, what are you gonna do? Um, so Will and my sister Karen uh was killed by a drunk driver like almost two years ago. And um then when our other sister was like cleaning out her house, like it was so crazy. In Karen's side side table, she had already wrapped Christmas presents for the coming Christmas.
1: It's like, you know, every sort of like I feel like I've seen that in so many movies. It was and insane stuff where it's like. This gift has been.
0: It was so crazy. Pre-
1: unbelievable. Actually happened. Yeah. Karen wrapped gifts for us.
0: Yeah. And so. Six
1: months ahead of time.
0: Yeah. Which was very Karen. That
1: we found. Yeah. She crazy. was very like crazy. organized
0: and like whatever. Yeah. And it was also, it was crazy. Like they had like a, te- it, like it. she had written like to Kristen and Ryan, to Will and Allie. Like it was like a present from her. It was so crazy and amazing it was um it was unbelievable. Yeah. So um I have that on that shelf and I also have our dad's ashes. Um <laughs> really bo- real bummer. Well, but hey, uh, listen. Yeah, it is what it is. Listen, yeah, it's, so, it is what it is. Yeah, our dad but died- it also adds <laughs> yeah. to
1: what you experience. Yes, yes, that's yes. the so, point. Yeah. Yes,
0: exactly. So like when our dad died, we um I don't just have his ashes. We like divided them up. Um, he he, he died like two months after Karen cool time. Uh, anyway, (laughs) so, uh, so yeah, so I have them on this shelf where I have like objects of importance to me. This is so dorky that I did this. Okay. So Andy, I'm embarrassed. So, so Andy sent us this package Yes. and, um, I had it at home and I was like, okay, I need to bring it to wills, uh, this week or whatever. And I was like, where can I put this so that I remember to bring it? And, um, I was like, (laughs) Oh, you know what? I sit. Oh God, I am really showing my colors. I sit and meditate every morning in front of that shelf. And I was like, okay, so that shelf is going to be in my eye line, first of all. And also, it has important objects to me. And like Will and I doing this show is important to me and that somebody sent us this stuff is important, so I'll put it on the shelf.
1: I think it's sweet. It's there's, sweet. There's plenty of dorkiness <laughs> involved as well, but it's very sweet. You're sweating? Why are you so angry? I right? don't know. It's like, you know, kind of like it's me- personal. meaningful
0: stuff to me. Yeah, okay, sure. so so yeah, so I put, I put it there. And then I did remember it because of that. So I, I took the stuff to Will's. So then, I don't know, like a day or two later, um, I went into the room and my our dad's ashes were on the floor and the picture Well that, like
1: it's like a closed thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a closed For thing. The, it's like yeah. sealed. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> record, yeah, 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 yeah. No,
0: it's not, yeah. No. So his the urn, the urn was the on urn. the floor. And, and it's like it's a pretty sturdy. It's a sturdy urn.
1: Sturdy urn. <laughs> 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 Ernie's sturdy urns. Kristen
0: and the sturdy urns. <laughs> Good pants. So the urn, the urn was on the floor, and the picture from Karen was like quarter turned. And nothing else was disturbed at all.
1: It's just like almost minimal. I mean, dad's ashes being on the ground is yeah. a big thing. But like a quarter turned picture is like, it's just small enough. It feels yeah. like a ghost trying really like, hard.
0: Like that thing we've talked about. And it's also in ghosts. Like that part of the movie Ghost where uh, Patrick Swayze is learning how to push a penny.
1: Scooting pennies yeah, all over the like place.
0: Yeah, if like if a ghost is just like trying to scoot that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, uh, what? Because also another time a weird thing that happened that I still don't have an explanation for And it it was the same kind of deal. It was a picture being turned. um, When Ryan and I went on vacation, I think last year, it doesn't really matter. But um, I at that point, we were in an older apartment and I had our dad's urn on um, this kind of like corner shelf thing that, you know, just like it perfectly fits into a corner. And I only had the urn and um, a couple of his watches yeah. and the prayer card from his funeral on that shelf. And I had the prayer card kind of catty corner out. Um, that was just how I set it up. And I could see it from bed. And um, when we came out from vacation, I got in bed and I, I just always looked up there all the time. And I looked up and I couldn't see it. And it was turns to be flat against the wall.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So I still and it was up high. It was like it was kind of remember that it was maybe like, I don't know, like five inches from the ceiling or something. I had like all the way up high. And part of that, there was like a low ceiling. It's hard to explain. Anyway. Yeah. Um so yeah, so it was like the like another picture turned and like what the hell? Very weird. So um yeah I like texted Will and told him and like some of my friends. I was like, this is so strange. But I was also like kind of cool, weird. Then The next morning, Ryan and I were um, in that room hanging out and I see Crumb's jump on that shelf <laughs> and start sniffing, start putting his mush toward the back of the shelf because yeah. I had the chocolates at the back of the shelf and he could smell the ghost of the chocolates. <laughs> so crumbs <laughs> definitely knocked over the urn and moved the picture, trying to get to a chocolate bar that was no longer there. Well,
1: at least there was something of a ghost involved. Yes. The
0: ghost of a scent of a Cadbury. Cause I'd opened it and
1: eaten some <laughs> before, ghost of a candy bar. <laughs>
0: before I brought them to will.
1: So I found the I found the actual text you sent me. <laughs> You wrote, so last night I saw that dad's urn was on the ground, and the picture that Karen was going to give us for Christmas that Lynn found was turned around. Not all the way, but probably like a quarter turn or something. Nothing else on that shelf m- was moved. What the? <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. And I wrote, Sage, do it. <laughs> she goes, when in doubt, sage it out. But that's weird. I don't know how that could have happened. Chloe wouldn't. Ju- <laughs> Wouldn't like jump on the bookcase since Kristen's cat. Yeah, and then oh,
0: and we've been out with crumbs. I've been here with crumbs all day. I think it was a Friday, so I knew it wasn't. Well, I thought thought. it wasn't crumbs because I've been with them all day.
1: Yeah. So then you wrote, "Case closed." I just watched crumbs put his paws on the shelf below it and nose around. I had put the stuff Andy sent us there so they'd be in my eye line, (laughs) and I wouldn't forget to bring them over. It must have smelled chocolatey (laughs) because I had opened one. (laughs) Makes sense. Slash a little disappointing. (laughs) It's close. Oh, Uh, God. Yeah. So there you go. Kristen's paranormal event. Chilling. Kristen's paranormal activity. All right. (laughs) And it's time for our final story. Yep. First story was from Andy. This is from Andrew. Mm -hmm. I'm hiding full names to protect everybody. Of course, of course. So, all right. This uh, story. Okay. (laughs) Andrew was a photojournalist in Dallas, Fort Worth for one of their TV stations, mm-hmm. and he became very, very interested in a building called the Baker. Uh, it's ch- 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 he was covering news stories, and he was always fascinated by the the elephant sitting in this small Texas town. It looms over uh, the Mineral Wells area. It's 14 stories tall with 450 rooms in a slight V shape. With a 35 foot tower and spooky but beautiful Spanish colonial architecture.
0: Wow, that sounds awesome!
1: Ancient building, crumbling over the course of time. Uh, the hotel was opened in 1929 to take advantage of the natural health craze during that part of the century, and mineral wells water.
0: Oh yeah, like um, yeah, like people would have health reg- there's that movie The Road to Wellville. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah pretty much. Um. Many guests stayed for months at a time. All the A-list movie stars from the 1930s through the 60s stayed at the Baker. This is an awesome fact, too. Cool. Bonnie and Clyde were said to have had their last steak dinner at the Baker before leaving for their final shootout in Louisiana. That's awesome. Uh, Like many old abandoned buildings, there are many tales that surround them. Some true, some not. The Baker is no different. It closed for good. In 1972. So, Andrew contacted the property manager to ask permission to shoot a video essay there. Over the course of time, he stayed in touch with the the people that run the building, and he started running tours himself. Eventually, he and the caretaker hung a bunch of Christmas lights um, from top to bottom. It was quite an undertaking for two people, but we did it. I ended up on floors I'd never been to before, securing lights to the window frames. It was creepy, but nothing strange happened. I'm sure I muttered a few times into thin air that I was just working. I'll be gone soon. Which That's, I, I totally get that. I immediately relate to. Yeah. I have done that. Oh, yeah. Where I'm just kind of like, hey, everybody. Like, I've... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I Also, just kind of to be weird and put it on the line. I'll, I'll, I'll match your bet from earlier. Okay. Uh, there have been times where I'll be walking Molly out late. Yeah. Like the other night, I was walking at like three in the morning. I'd been working. Yeah. And I was just super tired, and I was it was foggy, and I was thinking about Dad and Karen. And sometimes when I get like that, I'll just be like, "Hey, you guys."
0: Yeah. Which just, like
1: I, is so far beyond what I used to be like. But, yeah. But well, there
0: you go. Whatever. Yeah. No, I do the same thing. So anyway, I Often. It. Yeah.
1: is I get it get it I'm just working (laughs) I love it I love it All right. the lights went up without a hitch and the hotel looked amazing for the first time in 30 years the baker was lit for Christmas this is good up to that point I had not been in the hotel at night (laughs) it was different at night to be sure at that time the grand lobby was still in decent shape with the darkness and the chandeliers lit all the dust and water damage faded away You had the feeling, at any moment, a bell captain would tap you on the shoulder and politely offer to take your bags. This is very cool. And very well written, by the way. Yes, yes. What's going on, Andrew? Very The Shining. I was proud of the Christmas lights and wanted to show them off to a girlfriend I had only been dating for a couple of weeks. I didn't know her that well, but I found out much more about her after a trip to the hotel. (laughs) I wonder (laughs) if this ended well. (laughs) So on a cold December night, Emily and I arrived at the Baker. I'll confess that I was nervous about being in the hotel at night, but as the man, I put those fears aside, which I also understand. You feel like yeah, you have to I, be there. I get that, of course, yeah. As long as I had a flashlight, I'd be okay. The hotel looked amazing as we got into town. You could see the lights from miles away. I was excited to show her uh, the place. It was going to be a good night.
0: This is a great date. Did he say this is a first date?
1: Uh, no, he'd been seeing her for a little while.
0: Okay, but yeah. th- man, Andrew,
1: kudos to you. Yeah. Uh, my fellow tour guides had turned on the lobby lights for me earlier in the evening to make it easier to navigate. The breaker boxes were in a room off the lobby I did not like. I couldn't tell you why, it just felt wrong. They, there we were, the Baker lobby at night and the whole place to ourselves. I showed Emily around the lobby. It's quite beautiful with heavy Spanish iron chandeliers and eerie gothic plaster faces looking down from the pillars. She seemed interested, if not a little distracted. I could understand, but I was staying strong. I figured if I got nervous, she'd freak out. After the lobby tour was completed, I ushered her into the original hand crank elevators, art deco doors and all, headed to the top floor for a tour of the cloud room. What? Which I'm assuming is like the room above the clouds, right? Oh. Yeah. With I've windows never heard that of that before. Is that city. like a thing? I guess. I don't oh. know. I mean, I'm not familiar with it. Yeah. Uh, and then on to the tower. We stepped in. I moved to my left to operate the crank. Wow. As I looked up, I noticed that she was wedged in the corner, diagonal from me, as far away as she could get. I thought this was strange. <laughs> she was a good six feet from me. She looked uncomfortable, but I carried on. I have a tendency to overlook the obvious. You and me both. But say, here are you, Andrew. I left the doors open so I could see which floors were passing by. Each is marked on the concrete wall as you go by. Floor after floor, speed by. I slowed to the top floor. My friend stayed in the corner and said nothing. All the other floors were marked with. I like numbers. how he uh,
0: suddenly referred to her as friend because yeah. he was like, "Oh boy,
1: okay, this now is we're going." Just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oddly, the top floor said "Cloud Room" in red. All the others are white through floors. Cloud Room just. Boom, that is weird. Red. Trying to be funny, I said, "Red rum." Oh, I hope you did the voice. I found out later she heard murder. Emily had never seen The Shining. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. She must have thought I was nuts. So, there she was.
0: I really, well, I mean, for your sake, I hope you dope. It'd be really funny if he totally tanked. If he had been like, (laughs) and she's just like, what? Andrew's not here anymore. (laughs) Like, it'd be a fun joke, and she's like, oh my god. Backing further and further into that corner. (laughs)
1: So so there she was, 14 floors up in a dark abandoned hotel with someone saying murder. (laughs) Fun. We got out of the elevator and I showed her around the cloud room. She stuck very close with me now. I could tell at that point she was freaked out, but I was determined to show her the tower, which is accessed on that floor. I didn't know at the time that getting back in the elevator was the best thing to do. She knew. I would find that out later. After a short look around the cloud room, we headed behind the elevators to a dark hallway that led to the tower access. I thought the tower would be romantic. Remember what I said about missing the obvious? (laughs) The air was tense at this point, but I had not had anything happen that would turn me back. Honestly, if I thought something was up, I would have been out of there. I just thought she was nervous about being in this spooky building, but a man carries on, right? With a flashlight lighting the way, we made the turn for the hallway to the tower. She was behind me. Around that point, I was catching on that something was definitely up. Genius, huh? (laughs) About halfway down the hallway, she literally jumped on my back, damn near knocking me over. Scared the shit out of me. I asked her what was wrong. She only said that she heard something behind us. Being only steps away from the stairs to the tower, I carried on. I know. What's wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> the poor girl. But I wanted to get to the top and show her the 35-foot windows that overlook the city, and I must admit, I wanted to see them at night, too.
0: I, I get it.
1: You've got one thing you yes, want to do. I get it. You just keep marching. Yeah, right. I do. The tower is super creepy, even during the day, so you can only imagine what it's like at night. The lower portion of the tower houses the old-fashioned original motors for the elevator and a spooky water tank in the middle, and a spiral staircase leads up To the tower. Whoa. Well, we didn't quite make it all the way up. Emily stopped about halfway, only steps from our destination. I could tell she was ready to get the fudge out. (laughs) There was nothing romantic about any of this. I didn't press on moving forward. We made our way back to the elevator. Again, she pressed herself diagonally from me in the corner in the elevator. It seemed even stranger this time, since she was so stuck to me the entire time on the top floor and tower. We made our way to the lobby, no problem. It was a relief to be away from the darkness of the upper floor and have an exit in sight. Back in the light of the lobby, I could tell she was ready to get out of there. Both of us laughed a little uncomfortably. She wanted to step outside. We sat on the steps, both relieved to be in fresh air. I asked if she was okay. This is what Emily told me, what she saw and heard. When we went into the elevator, she saw three people standing in the middle. Two women and a man dressed in clothes from the 30s or 40s. They were as real as you or me. That's why she was pressed into the corner. Oh, my God. She told me they were caretakers of the hotel and that they knew me and were curious about why I was at the hotel so late at night. Oh, yeah,
0: they they know, they they know made his acquaintance. The day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what's he doing here? So yeah, late? he's not usually here this late.
1: I just got to chill up my spine again, by the way, for the record. I, I Amazing. She said that they were not there to be harmful, but from her perspective, they must have been frightening. With all this said, we can assume this girl was seriously empathic. Like I said earlier, I did not know her that well. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. But it fit with what I saw in her. Yeah, conscience. she thought it was like a packed elevator. Yeah.
0: Well, so... um. Hmm. I wonder if she knew that they were ghosts or could have, could have been like she thought that they were actual be, people and she was like, you know, they...
1: Well, from her just perspective, out of her way. again, like if there are people in the elevator, you, you make room for them. Right. But then if they just keep going like, oh, what's he doing here? Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's not usually here so late at night and he's not responding in any way. Right, sure before,
0: right, then, okay, yeah. I'd be
1: pretty freaked out too. Yes. And start wondering like, am I seeing what I'm seeing? Yes. All right. Uh... <laughs> She told me when we were in the hallway to the tower and jumped on my back that she'd heard a sound like feet dragging along the concrete floor, like someone was floating in the air with the toes of their shoes just touching the floor. Ooh, Creepy, right? Yeah. She said that the caretakers followed us the entire Uh. time back onto the elevator Uh and to the lobby as we sat outside in the (laughs) cold air with the lobby sight. Uh, seen through the windows, I asked if she was still. I asked her if they were still there. She looked over her shoulder and said they were gone. I've got to tell you, the hair on my. I've got to tell you, my hair was standing up all the way back. We stopped dating soon after our little tour to Min- mineral wells. I don't think the ghost had anything to do with it. It was probably the red rum comment, but you never know. Andrew. Amazing,
0: boy Howdy! That amazing. is a great story. Yeah,
1: and he says early on, look up the baker. Everybody should look up the baker. Uh, but wow, I, I love that story. Yeah, so much. Yeah, uh, I have nothing to compare it to like the other one. <laughs> that's insane.
0: Yeah, me neither. I got yeah, nothing. That's it. That's so nuts. It's
1: amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, Yeah, thank you all so much for sending in your stories. Andy, Kaylee, Andrew, thank you.
0: You guys all smooshed it.
1: Yeah. You smashed it. You done it. It's crushed. Man. (laughs) You made it happen. Hmm?
0: (laughs) <laughs> Thank you guys so much. That rules. Yeah, yeah. So if anybody else out there is inspired by that and wants to share their sweet-ass
1: stories with us,
0: yeah. um, you can email them to us at gttupod at gmail.com.
1: That's right. Uh, you can also, if uh, if you want to, you can message us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. However you want to get a story to us, yeah. get the story to us. It's amazing. It might end up on the show. Yeah. I'd love to be able to do another episode with stories like these. Me too. That so this good. Was really good. So good. So everybody out there, You can follow us on all social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are at GTTUpod. Mm -hmm. Uh, Follow, check out the scary stories that Kristen posts throughout the week. They're amazing. I
0: I post just like scary or weird uh, different articles online, weird pictures, memes, stuff like that. All of a spooky nature.
1: Yes. Join our secret Facebook group. Mm -hmm. You can look up uh, Guide to the Unknown podcast in Facebook to join. Uh, we'll add you, like, in two shakes of a lamb's tail. That's right. One shake of a, a kid's scary, whiskers. A scary lamb's tail. Yeah, of a yeah. ghost's tail. The silence of the lamb's tail. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, you can also check us out on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash gttupod, or just look up Guide to the Unknown in the Patreon app. That's yeah, if you'd totally. That's like to support us.
0: Andrew, is, whose story yeah. we just read, is a recent Patreon donor. Thank you so much. That's not why his story got on, but maybe it greased the wheels a little bit.
1: It, I'm just kidding. It probably <laughs> helped, but
0: <though.
1: laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but uh yeah anything that you can do to support us we would greatly appreciate yeah. i recently found out I, well i was reminded i guess you can review our show on facebook you can review the guide to the unknown oh page,
0: yeah which yeah. is weird
1: we've got two five-star reviews on facebook oh
0: Ooh, great cool yeah i'll certainly take it yeah, yeah if that if, if you want to do that that would rule
1: sure so whether it's iTunes yeah. or Facebook or yeah. just spreading the word. Totally. We would really, really appreciate
0: it. iTunes seems like a big one. Yeah, yeah Everybody mentions one. that. Obviously, you guys, everybody gets bored hearing podcasters say that. But yeah, 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 if you could, that'd be great. We've gotten actually, we've gotten a lot of really good ones lately. we got a real bump in iTunes reviews that so I appreciate. I know.
1: It's really, really nice. Yes. It's super nice. Yeah. It's um, making me feel a
0: little bit more legit, which yeah. is nice. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, And you can also follow us individually on all social media.
0: That's right. I'm at Kristen. I'm going to just say on Instagram because I
1: don't really use my personal Twitter anymore. All right, fair enough. Yeah. I'm at Haunted Sponge. I randomly post stuff. I don't know. Whenever it strikes. Yeah. The oh yeah. Strikes?
0: No, but I deleted my Twitter app from my phone.
1: Oh really? You're trying to stay away.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, I haven't used it in like at least a month well. for my personal account. I do for the guides the unknown. Mm-hmm. But so mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say I'm just chilling, Kristen, on Instagram. I
1: deleted Twitter and Facebook from my phone. Is the new I don't own a TV.
0: Oh God, no, it's not. Yes, it
1: is. Yes, it is. Okay. I still
0: have Facebook and Instagram and everything. I'm not. a
1: pretentious jerk. Seems I struck a nerve. <laughs> Alright, everybody, we'll see you next week <laughs> maybe, <laughs> for another terrifying episode of Guide to the Unknown. But until that time comes, we must travel back to the netherworld. Go away!
0: Bye-bye!